Welcome to Apologetics and the Gospel. My name is Pastor Jonathan White, and I am the lead pastor at Cross Point Family Church in Hurricane, West Virginia, as well as a practicing emergency medicine physician. Our question for today is, what happened to the dinosaurs? This is an intriguing question for many. It needs to be noted that the actual word dinosaur was not coined until the 19th century. Sir Richard Owen came up with the term in 1842, although there had been reports of fossils found well before this time period. Uh, but so what exactly is a dinosaur? Uh, the, the word dinosaur literally means terrible lizard. However, trying to find a good working definition for the word is extremely difficult. One common denominator of agreement is the fact that dinosaurs are extinct now. That part of the definition might have just been a spoiler alert for this podcast. Uh, what happened to the dinosaurs is creationist Ken Ham likes to say, they died. But the crux of our question today is going to focus on how they died and when they died. This is the debated part of the definition. Uh, the first part of this question that we need to address is how they died. So how did dinosaurs become extinct? This is debatable among scientists today. Many scientists tend to believe in an asteroid impact as the main culprit. Uh, they consider volcanic eruptions causing climate change, uh, which might have been involved as well. Uh, as cold-blooded creatures, they certainly would have been sensitive to large shifts in climate. Creation scientists agree that climate changes likely caused the death of dinosaurs as well. However, the timing of these climate changes and the causes of these climate changes are debated between the two science groups. Secular scientists believe in many ice ages, while creation scientists believe that there was only one and that it was after the flood around 4,400 years ago. However, the answer to this part of the question is extremely difficult to answer with any certainty. As I mentioned in the sixth session, when we covered carbon dating, there are two kinds of science. The first being historical science, which is based on subjective observations, opinions, and hypotheses. Uh, this type of science is unprovable objectively. Uh, this includes things like the study of the age of the earth. One cannot go back in time and do an objective experiment and collect data all along the way. Uh, assumptions must be made in order for one to come to a, a, a hypothesis, which is known as educated opinion. Uh, objective science, however, is based on reproducible evidence. This type of science includes the study of gravity or chemical reactions, and this type of science is generally reproducible. So the answer to how the di dinosaurs became extinct would fall under historical science. Uh, the answer to this would be scientific, sci scientifically unprovable objectively. Uh, what we know for a fact is that they eventually became extinct. But another important question that we want to address, another aspect of this question, is when did the dinosaurs become extinct? Uh, when did they die off? You see, the debate isn't if they die. The debate is when did they die off? And the answer to this question is answered in two different ways by two different camps of scientists that I alluded to moments ago. Uh, number one would be the secular scientists. Uh, secular scientists have an old earth worldview. Uh, because of this, they have guessed that the dinosaurs became extinct millions of years ago, although there is some disagreement uh, between individuals about exactly what time period that looks like. Uh, they often use phrases like the fossil record shows, yet as we discussed in session six, carbon dating and other da dating methods are intrinsically flawed. Those who rely on them have a biased view of an old earth and explain away any deficiencies or inconsistencies because of that bias. Uh, the next group are creation scientists. Creation scientists, namely young earth creation scientists, hold to the belief that dinosaurs existed alongside man. 
They believe in a young earth that is around six to 10,000 years old. Creation scientists understand the Bible to be literal in the book of Genesis, even in chapters one and two. The real question is, which view has more scientific evidence? Did the dinosaurs live millions of years ago and die millions of years ago? Or did they die off more recently? It must be asserted that both of these views are historical science. This type of science is not reproducible, as we already mentioned. No one was there other than God when the dinosaurs were made. Yet, that does not mean that the views are not important. We can look at data, and we can see if there are flaws or holes in the theories that are given. And in studying these two views, it is helpful to approach them from both a scientific and a biblical view. Because of the overwhelming prevailing view among secular scientists today in an old earth worldview of millions of years, I really want to challenge that view with findings that many are not taught in our schools today. I know I was never taught any of this in my biology classes, and I was a biology major. Now, here are some inconsistencies with dinosaurs being millions of years old. Now, the first one is intact blood vessels and red blood cells in T-Rex bones. Uh, Dr. Mary Schweitzer and her team described a finding in 2005 in which there were intact blood vessels and red blood cells in a T-Rex bone. However, this has actually been more common than secular scientists have discussed. In fact, there are over a dozen more soft tissue findings in dinosaur bones since then. If these bones are millions of years old, how did the blood vessels and red blood cells survive that long? As we discussed in our carbon dating session a couple of weeks ago, there would be absolutely no way this could be millions of years old. In fact, even scientists admit that red blood cells and blood vessels seldom last longer than weeks in today's conditions, and even in the best conditions, according to scientists, no soft tissue proteins could last any longer than one million years which most dinosaurs, they project to be 175 million years or older. A again, this isn't good science. It's not reproducible, and it's mostly made up. And the dating methods are flawed, as we've dis discussed before. But it even shows that these findings even contradict what secular scientists would believe. So which historical scientific approach is more reasonable with these findings, given these findings? At creation science, of course, it's much more feasible for this soft tissue to last 4,000 years or so this is not even one full half-life of, of carbon-14, as we discussed two weeks ago, which is about 5,730 years. Now, moving forward, why not look at history in historical science? Um, check out some of the ancient works of art of display that, that draw or display what appears to be dinosaurs. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, these pictures can be found uh, on Genesis Park dot com have a few on our website at crosspointfamily.church slash atg but, but time would fail to go through all of these right now but it would be extremely beneficial for you to research some of these further uh, some, some quick examples a couple of them are a cylinder from mesopotamia that is housed at the louvre in france looks exactly like a sauropod dinosaur uh, ancient Native Americans in North America drew pictures resembling a sauropod as well. Uh, countless other examples have been found throughout the world. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out the website genesispark.com to see more. Uh, these examples show that the knowledge of dinosaurs was well documented before the word even existed. And it also shows that it was very likely that these ancient civilizations replicated what they saw because of the consistency of the descriptions across the world. Some scientists, secular scientists, try to explain away these things, that they were made-up drawings that only resemble dinosaurs. 
However, the consistency between many of them and the fact that they are found in opposite parts of the world during a time without internet or phone or mail or quick travel by plane makes this much less likely. It is much more likely that these were actual depictions of observations that they saw. Uh, what about the Bible? Does it talk about dinosaurs? Uh, mentions of dinosaurs in the Bible. So many people don't realize that the Bible discusses a couple of dinosaurs in what is understood to be the oldest book in the Bible, namely the book of Job. The book of Job is thought to have been written somewhere around 2200 B.C., which was likely right before the time of Abraham. The first of these two dinosaurs mentioned in the Bible is the behemoth. Uh, listen to the book of Job explain what sounds like a large sauropod dinosaur, also known as a long-necked dinosaur to the lay audience. Job 40, starting at verse 15. Behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold, his strength is in his loins, and his power is in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar, and the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze, his limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God. Let him who made him bring near his sword. For the mountains yield food for him where all the wild beasts play. Under the lotus plants he lies, in the shelter of the reeds and in the marsh. For his shade the lotus trees cover him. The willows of the brook surround him. Behold, if the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. He is confident Though Jordan rushes against his mouth, can one take him by the eyes or pierce him, pierce his nose with a snare? So this, this dinosaur is described here, behemoth, which is likely a long-necked dinosaur. It eats grass like an ox, which we know that this dinosaur was likely a vegetarian. He has tail like a cedar tree. There's no animal that we know that has a tail that large other than this long-necked dinosaur. Uh, bones are tubes of bronze and limbs like bars of iron. He can cross a raging river without fear. And that sounds like a lot like this dinosaur to me. Uh, next we see the Leviathan. If we look at the, the Leviathan, we see this in Job 41, uh, 1 through 4, as well as verse 25 and 30, starting at verse 1 in Job 41. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook? or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many pleas to you? Will he speak to you with soft words? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your, for your servant forever? Moving on to verse 25. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. At the crashing, they are beside themselves. And in verse 30, listen to this uh, dis discussion of likely a dinosaur. His underparts are like sharp pot shards. He spreads himself like a threshing sledge on the mire. Again, this sounds a whole lot like a dinosaur to me as well. We're running low on time, so I really want to hit a final biblical and theological point. Uh, finally, dinosaurs dying off millions of years ago contradicts what the Bible teaches about sin and death. All of the animals and living creatures of the world were created on days 5 and 6 of creation, according to Genesis chapter 1. Man was also created on day 6, but after the animals. Everything, however, everything was perfect in Genesis 1 and 2, while man and animals were both on the earth. In fact, God says in Genesis 1:31, after both man and animals were created, and God said, and God, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Now, if there were death at this point, it 
certainly would not be a good creation according to God. So as we see in the first two chapters of Genesis, there was no death. There was no sin. And all living creatures and created man and woman are living together at the same time. Genesis 2 even shows Adam naming all the animals in Genesis 2, 19 and 20. It was not until man sinned in Genesis 3 that sin and death entered the world. Therefore, there could have been no death before man was created because man was the cause of death. Listen to Paul say that in Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Note the importance here of sin coming through Adam. It is the heart of the gospel. So we see that the teachings of an old earth are a direct assault on the gospel of Jesus Christ. If death predated man, then death is not due to man's sin. If death is not due to man's sin, then there is no need for a Savior. And if there is no need for a Savior, Jesus died for nothing. But my friends, sin and death did come through Adam. And we are descendants of Adam and are sinners by nature as well. But praise be to God for the gospel, the good news, that if we repent or turn away from our sins and place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, we can be saved and be with him forever in heaven. If you've never done that, my friends, I pray that you do that today. There is no more important decision that you need to make in your life than to follow Christ. Now, this presentation has been put together to strengthen the faith of believers and to challenge the unbelief in others. I pray that you found this presentation helpful. Also, please note that this 10 to 15 minute presentation cannot exhaustively address most issues. My prayer is that it stimulates you to personally research further, and I am assured that you will find the Word of God proven true time and time again. Feel free to email any ideas you would like to see addressed by emailing me at crosspointwb at gmail.com. There are slides prepared for each of these presentations, which can be accessed at our church website at crosspointfamily.church and select ATG. God bless and have a blessed week.